Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. I'm Paige Mead. Paige Mead. I'm, uh, it's just the two of us. Yeah. Romance is in the air. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought you were asking everyone listening. <laughs> no, they can't see. They're not here. But they could maybe feel it. It's only here, us right now. Yeah. It's only us. No, this is an exciting episode because Paige Mead, if you've heard the name Paige and you've uh, paid attention to the um, extended universe of our podcast, then you realize that Paige is my fiance. Yeah. And we're talking about a movie of with where there's a, about a, a wide array of emotions. How incredible is that? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so what feeling are you feeling right now? Um, I am feeling a little bit anxious. Okay. And a little bit excited. Okay, that's good. Those Mostly are good excited, actually. Those are good feelings. Yeah. Well, anxious. Not I'm feeling full. Full? Because we ate a, a lot of wings because our, our local sports bar had a wing special. I'm so not, that's what I'm feeling right now. I don't know if that's a feeling, but <laughs> All right, that's so, still good. <laughs> so we're going to, uh, as you've surely guessed by now, because you've clicked on this link, talk about Inside Out, Pixar's Inside Out. Um, but this is kind of a segue. This is like a uh, checkpoint, in a sense, of our Enneagram podcast. And that's part of the reason I wanted Paige to come on here. Um, there's a whole, actually, there's a whole mix of reasons. We wanted Paige to come on already. I wanted an excuse to have Paige on. Uh, before we got too far into the Enneagram uh, realm, and also because we're going into the Enneagram realm, because Paige has actually taught a lot of Enneagram material with me. Um, we've, we're professionals. <laughs> we're quasi-professionals. <laughs> we pretend to be <laughs> professionals. We worked with it for a while, so yeah. I want to. So I, I, I want. We wanted to bring Paige in, and we thought that the the best way to do it would be through here. And and when we asked Paige originally what film we wanted to do, Paige said, Inside Out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when we decided, when we said we were going to do Inside Out, I, thought, I was like, I thought this would be a good place for it. Because I think that a lot of the movie, um, I mean, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for this podcast, I think that it kind of talks about, uh, has a lot to say about the validity of a wide range of feelings. Yeah. And so I think that's cool for the Enneagram. Yeah. So Paige. Yeah. Let's see, where do we want to start? Hmm. This is really an interesting episode because, as I said, it was like it's part of the Enneagram series, but it's part about you. Uh, let's go brief. Um, you've never, you've not been a big movie person before um, we met. No, not before too... we engaged in a relationship. Yeah, not not too big of a movie person. Um, Books. Yeah, I used to read, read a lot okay. um, as a kid and throughout high school. Um, as a kid, I really liked adventure-type books and um, his, kind of a historically-based books. Okay. So I really loved The Boxcar Children and um, American Girl books <laughs> so that I could hear all these stories about the dolls that they make you buy and then you they make, make you buy well you want to buy and then want your parents to buy all the accessories but I really liked um certain characters and hearing about their life journey throughout history and then like particularly the adventures of the boxcar children because it just added to your imagination of all of the possibilities of what things could be explain that what do you mean 
Um, so it, the, that story takes place with three or four siblings, and I'm a family of five, three siblings. So um, with that story, they in the first story, they kind of were on their own figuring out life. Um, and they were able to use different things that they found to make their life together, um, which I found interesting. And then each story after that, kind of their imaginations and like their creativity together, they were able to explore possibilities. And I love that. So would adventures explore creativity? Are yeah. these fair themes that yeah, resonate with you as a yeah, person. especially as a kid, those were what I gravitated towards, and then as I got older, I mean, I think those are still kind of the themes that I enjoy in films. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this would be a good segue here because, uh, in a way, this is kind of like a speed episode of. So, what is your relationship with fiction? So, what is your relationship with this? Because we also want to talk about the enneagram again. It's 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 yeah. a it's a hybrid, um, and so in. Uh, in, in the spirit of moving forward, what is, uh, we usually talk about, so how we met. And what's really interesting is I want to talk about that and I want to talk about the Enneagram, but I think that those kind of were um, synonymous. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So we met because? We met um, through our mutual friend, Jess, mm-hmm. um, who I knew from college. And you guys, I think, knew through a bunch of series of mutual friends mm-hmm. and um like she had a mutual friend and then we were mutual friends with like it was like four times removed yeah it was like four extensions and then we met jess and then we met you yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so um that's how and i always love this because you say the first night you came over to the house oh yeah it was you guys were watching the dark night Uh uh-huh and there was a lot going on um when i that night that i met you but it seemed like there were about 30 people just you, hanging out at your house. I, I'm sure there are people that were there that night that I wouldn't know their name if I saw them today. Yeah. Well, and it was... There was a, a special amount. There was, a, there was a especially large number of people. There usually is. I remember we were we were hanging out the other day and we were just like, there was like a few of us in my brain and it was 11 people. But it's because we have a very large French group. And yeah. we're very fortunate for that. Yeah, um, exactly. But Paige always said, this is, you said that's the most people I've, I've ever seen there. Yeah, ever since then and you usually like at least for a normal night christmas is a big deal yeah but i think it was still particularly large like there was a bonfire that night and um do you remember your thoughts of these people mafia we played mafia and (laughs) no i i liked everyone there seemed to be a um a large sense of community within the group and you could sense that right away yeah you know which was cool Mm -hmm. so uh, you actually initially became good friends with my brother, Seth. Yeah. Who ducked out of this podcast. Yeah. To take care of his child. Yeah. Um, but uh, how long was it before you and Seth were starting to hang out that you learned about the Enneagram? Well, actually, I learned about the Enneagram through Jess because she oh. brought me over uh-huh. and knew that it would be important that I figure out my type. Okay. Um in knowing you guys so she gave me a quick rundown and we looked online and based off of the short description that i saw online i found a type that sounded like mine okay um and then was it the type that you are it is the type that i am um and i thought it was really funny the way that she described it because initially 
I misunderstood what she was talking about and uh-huh. she was a, describing numbers with each person and I thought she was rating them on attractiveness scale <laughs> and I thought so no one got to 10 <laughs> yeah nobody nobody got a particularly high score um which was I thought was kind of rude <laughs> but she quickly described that that wasn't the case and you know um, okay and then later I took um the I think somebody else on the podcast explained taking the test through using the cards and was that Seth Seth tested me that way and then confirmed my enneagram type your diagnosis that. yeah okay do you feel comfortable saying your type um do you sure okay um i'm an enneagram type one which we it? haven't talked about too much yet you talked about it initially in your enneagram podcast yeah um and so uh, do you want to give me well we'll come back to that what was okay so then um just in the sake of continuing i guess our story you and i were friends for a a while yeah like years yes (laughs) okay and then we were then we were more than friends yes (laughs) for years yes and then now we're more than boyfriend girlfriend yeah and then hopefully and then and then the end by the end of this year we'll be more than that yeah so that's cool yeah um and uh those are all traits that check out with me. The adventurous side, the creative side. I really appreciate that. Um, do you feel comfortable saying what your favorite movie is? Um, yeah, my favorite movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, which is really interesting for a one. It's a very 70 movie. Yeah. Do you want to explain why that might be the case? Yeah. Um, it's It holds a nostalgic place in my life um, because particularly for me as a one and I can see this now is when I was in school whenever I was actually homesick from school I would watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off and wish that I had the kind of personality that would skip school to have the kind of day Ferris was having Mm -hmm. and wishing that the day that I was away from school would be that and we bonded over that too because that was my favorite movie when I was like younger yeah a good deal younger half half my age ago about but that was my favorite movie for a while i still love ferris bueller's day off i have a really special place in my heart for that and always will yeah um but so i say that because it's interesting because i I feel like you so ones have a seven resource and again we won't go too much into that type but i want to a little bit because that's the type you identify as yeah um and i've seen you go that place so that's fun yeah. And that was one of the things I really liked about you. And another one of the things that really drew me to you, if I can talk about it here for a second. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> is, is, it was your, uh, the, the, the care that you had for others and the sense of community and the fact that you seem deeply um, engaged and, and, and uh, intentional about the relationships you were creating and about uh, helping you wanted you want people to be better um but not in a con uh not in a way that's it's it's all condemning them or judging them which i think is really cool most of the time i know we all have our moments for whatever type we are and i know you might have but for the most part i think that you're actually very compassionate with them and i think that that's one of the things because it's always been my passion to uh bring people together and and heal and grow and and you know uh 
you know, create community, create community, authentic community that's in, yeah. that enriches people's lives. And that's been something I've really cared about my whole life. And so when I saw you really cared about that, I think that was the thing that drew me to you reluctantly yeah. at points. Yeah, I think the same. Like even talking about the first night that I came over and hung out with this group of people, I think that was a large part of what drew me to like make that my community. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know. I do know because I'm kind of, por- kind of partial to these people. Yeah. All of them that have been on here. Yes, exactly. Um, and some that have yet to come. And I'm excited yeah. about that. So uh, the Enneagram Type 1, let's talk about. So give me a brief rundown of that. Very brief. Okay. So one of the key characteristics of the Enneagram Type 1 is having an internal critic, mm-hmm. um, which everyone has to some extent of like this idea of moral direction but i think with a one it's overactive it's especially strong um yeah it is constantly um giving direction um and can often be harsh but the inner critic the critic part of that description is especially true right um ones can be um, very concerned about the difference between right and wrong and um, desiring to do what is right um, and being a good person. Um, they can sometimes push that out onto other people, desiring what is good and right for them in their own way for other people and can sometimes be seen as critical for that. Okay, and does all this... Um resonate yes okay all yes. right <laughs> okay and so the reason i brought that up because i we will talk about type ones is a, a whole episode right we'll we'll, right. we'll dedicate an episode to that of course but i want to talk about that um in particular because i want to the, that's kind of my um i want that to lead into how you engaged with the enneagram and why that was a big deal to you so mm-hmm. can you talk to me about that yeah Um, so for me, the Enneagram brought a lot of truth into my life, um, in seeing that portion of who I am and, um, isn't your type, your, the the whole of you, I uh, mean, that portion of who you, how you are, isn't, isn't that what you are? Isn't that the essence of you? Uh, I think of it as more of a lens that I see the world through. That's very good, Paige. You passed the test. (laughs) Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very good. Um, so for me, it just makes up, you know, kind of a filter in which I take in information yeah. and how I send it back out into the world. Sure. But once it is, information is received inside of me, there's other portions of me that are taken into consideration too. And when you, didn't you, didn't you give a lot of people the Enneagram like after you got it? After you took it? Yeah, I, I particularly um, wanted... Um, I should say, didn't you introduce it to a lot of people? Yeah, my family and a lot of people I worked with um, in the years after that I wanted to give to, particularly because it was a helpful tool for me to know how to communicate with them and for them to know how to communicate with me. Um, And I think a lot of the people that I've given it to have been able to use it as something really helpful in their lives as well. So why, what led you to teaching it even still with me? 
I think because of the the truth that I found in it and I think it has given people a lot of freedom to be able to um put words to these pieces of themselves that they never knew how to communicate to other people before um and because you know I I really desire to help other people and speak truth into their lives that this is one resource that I have to be able to do that. It's a good tool. Yes. It's not the whole toolkit. It's no. a tool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> um, something you've liked a while? Yeah. I think when you were initially talking to people about the introduction of themselves to this podcast, um, I immediately thought if there was a movie that I was going to do for this kind of introduction, I would want an animated film. Why animated? Um, because of my creativity and also the innocence of animated stories, I think, are really interesting because I think they bring stories to a format where all people can be able to access them. Regardless of age. Yeah, exactly. And you find truths in them. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Pixar in particular. Okay. Because we're both Pixar fans. Yeah. Okay. So what? what's your... Is this your favorite Pixar movie? Yes. So what was your favorite Pixar movie before this? Um, probably a Toy Story movie. Okay. Was And I assume that was your first introduction? Yeah. Because there's a lot of people... It's interesting. There's a lot of people... It's, it's like Nemo. People love mm. Finding Nemo. Yeah. Um, I, and I love Finding Nemo. I think it's really good. I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of fun Enneagram work we could do with all of this. Uh, any, uh, Finding Nemo is a good example of a six and a seven. Mm-hmm. Marlon and Dory. And probably maybe a three for Nemo. Um, this, uh, Toy Story is a really good example of... Uh, Woody's a... What type do you think he is? He's probably a type probably one. Probably a one. Like every movie is like a different lesson for a one, kind of. It feels like. Yeah. Um, even it's so funny to listen to Tom Hanks talk about him because he's like, Woody's always so like, he's always balled up when I'm doing the voice. He's like, guys, come on, we got to do this. We can do it if we just try. Come on, guys. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little. Yeah. <laughs> does that connect a little bit? Yes. So, okay. So there's, yes. Uh, the, um, I think that, uh, so I loved, I loved Toy Story. Toy Story was a movie, and this is this is a true story, true Toy Story. I would cl- I I would try to get as many of the the action figures or the or the characters from the story as possible. So like, I had a Woody that I got from Burger King. It's like one of my favorite toys to this day. It's one of my probably my favorite toys I've had. It's a real a really good toy, especially for a Burger King toy. Um, especially when you contrast it to the Buzz, because the Buzz was like a finger pup, a hand puppet. You could stick your and it was like so yeah. awkward. Um, so they were he wasn't to scale. Because he was about the same size as the, the like legit Buzz Lightyear, which I got for one Christmas. But so I had Buzz, I had Woody, got Slinky Dog. Um, Green Army Men were easy to find. And then slowly you get other ones. Like I remember, there was actually there was an RC that was from Burger King that was really cool too. So I loved Toy Story. And what I would do is I would close, I would lock the door to my room, and it would just be me in there. And I would set all the toys up, and I could play this movie from the start to the finish. And to this day, I can remember, like, a good amount of, like, what the shot is, how it starts. Uh, there's, like, the cold open of the movie where it's, you know, Andy playing with the toys and then goes into You Got a Friend and Me, yada, yada, yada. 
And so that really impacted me a lot too. Um, you know, it's easy for, for someone to kind of grow out of um, watching cartoons and, and things like that. Now, I don't think that it happened as much for me um, because I had younger siblings and we were homeschooled. So uh, I say that because, um, well, actually, this doesn't really have to, there were, there was these free movies that they would play from like June to August, which mm-hmm. doesn't really have anything to do with homeschool. But, the, you know, usually camps like uh, date, you know, will take their kids there. Right. And in our case, um, my mom took us. And so there was movies that we would see like on repeat. There was a lot of animations that movies I saw. And I would, again, I've said this before, but I'd watch any movie I could get my hands on. Um, and, and I love cartoons. Like it's, you know, like I just bought, uh, I tried just, I just tried to get Paige to watch Samurai Jack because I just bought the whole collection on Blu-ray and then she reminded me that she'd already seen it because I had her watch all the four when season five was coming out. But animation was always uh, an avenue that I really appreciated regardless of my age for whatever reason, whether it was because I grew up watching a lot of it, even when I was, you know, eight, nine, whatever, or, uh, because of understanding what it could convey. Um, but Pixar is one that I feel like, no, like the majority of people, like my parents would get excited about. People would just get excited about in general. Yeah. For one, it was really innovative. But also their stories are really powerful. Right. You know, Monsters Incorporated is amazing. Right. Um, that was one I really like. Another one was uh, WALL-E. Love WALL-E. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because someone said, I saw someone say once, it's like, so Toy Story is what if toys have feelings? Monsters Incorporated is what if monsters had feelings? Uh, Wally's what if robots had feelings? What if fish had feelings? Then inside out is what if feelings had feelings? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did we see this together? Yes. Did this come out when we were dating? Yes. That's that's a it's a, that's a big statement to call it favorite Pixar film when it's the most like recent good one. No, that's not Toy Story two, three, and four were good. I think they both came out after this. But yeah. you loved it because? Um, I think what I love so much about it is that it, like the Enneagram, gave language to what we experience yeah. in terms of feelings that can sometimes be complicated to explain. Yeah. Um, and I'm fascinated by neuroscience and it explained or animated concepts that, you know, I had read about in different books that I had picked up, which was really interesting. Right. Yeah, Paige will always tell me, uh, well, you can't blame him. His prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm talking to other people. I'm like, well, his prefrontal cortex probably isn't developed. <laughs> and that's something I heard from Paige. So let's do this to the, the best of our ability, Right. What types do the emotions present as? Um, we'll go down the line. Uh, do you have a favorite type? It's kind of like, I realize that's kind of uh, going against the point of the film, but do you have one that you connect um, with most? I connect most with joy. Which is great. Yeah. You um, also love Amy Poehler. Yeah, I do. You're also basically Leslie Nope. Yeah. So that's one of the things actually we talked about a lot is that there's a lot of similarities between Paige and Leslie Nope. And there's a couple similarities between me and Ben Wyatt. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. A few. There's more than a couple. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard him say things that I've like never, that I I didn't know anybody could say, that I didn't know anybody else would say, like about soundtracks to movies being like a 
mixtape for you. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, so is it so Joy? Yeah. Joy presents. You think? Let's I say think... let's just give them numbers. Joy is what? A seven. Type seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sadness. Type four. What? Yeah. Um, then fear. <laughs> uh, type six. Type six. Okay. Uh, anger. Type eight. I would say so. Um, and now this is the weird one. Yeah, I think envy disgust. is difficult. No, it's disgust, right? Is it envy? Oh, oh, it is disgust. What is it? It's one of the two. Yeah. The green one. Yeah. I think it is Mini disgust. Mini right? Because, well, it's difficult because she handles, I feel like, multiple emotions. Yeah. Because she, like, makes sure that Riley is, like, cool, but also doesn't eat broccoli, which yeah. is weird. I would emotion. imagine that so she's probably. I would imagine she it's a three. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah. Okay, so um, the film we've talked about. All right, what's cool is that it's like okay, all these feelings matter, right? And there's a lot of stuff you can do and links you can make with the Enneagram. Like I was thinking about how like the core memories are kind of like they could uh, evolve into, you know, what the Enneagram will call um, childhood wounds, right? Right. So there's a lot of that sort of things. Uh, different feelings being important, different perspectives on things, all of that. Um, but I want to say, well, let me ask you this. So do you think that Joy's the one you connect with most? Like that you go to in your little, like the, 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 the page emotions inside of you? Yeah, I think, I think in the movie how they present one character being mostly in charge of headquarters, it would be primarily Joy for me. Okay. So that's cool, right? Yeah. That has to feel good. Yeah. How about for you? That's a good question. And it's really funny because you would have thought by asking that question, I would have been prepared for it to come back to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not supposed to ask you questions. No, no, no. You can absolutely <laughs> ask me questions. I think that usually it's... Uh, I wish people would ask me questions more. Sometimes I have to say, so what's your favorite of the Toy Story movies? And then someone will go, I like one because it's the original. And I go... Uh, Okay, yeah, because I think mine is three, because I yeah. think it's really cool how it brought it all back, and yada, 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 and I was the same age Annie when it started, and so it was really cool to go back, yada, 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 yada. Um, that's not, I don't, I don't even know if three is my favorite, but my point is, sometimes it feels uh, self-congratulatory, or a little uh, self-indulgent to answer all the questions myself, but really, I'm like, I want to create a conversation, give me a yeah. break. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so... Uh, tricky which one runs me the most i want i i want to say joy yeah fear plays a part yeah what do you think runs me which one do you think runs my my my, my board i wasn't sure that's why i asked what do you think in your perspective you're supposed to know me we're getting married i know but we'll cut this out i'm just oh. kidding <laughs> <laughs> i feel like um i feel like for you I am not totally sure, but disgust, I think, is hiding some in some corner of headquarters because I don't feel like I experience that as much as from me. The other, yeah. Oh, you're saying I don't get. Okay, that's yeah. nice. I and let the record show because it's on record. It's recorded that I took that. I took, I took what felt like that. That kind of was like, oh, really? But I was like, all right. Well, why do you say that? <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So who, what do you think? So you're saying that's the least one for me. Yeah. I want to say that's the, that's the least one for you. I feel like anger is the least one for you, but I know for ones it's like they're angry, but they keep it 
tied down. Yeah, I would probably say anger is the okay, least for me. Very good. So you're, yeah. you're, suc- you're either successful or healthy. I don't you're know. You're either unhealthy or healthy. We'll, we'll figure it out okay. eventually. <laughs> yeah, by the end of this podcast, that's the goal. Yeah. No, so, all right, so what is, um, you don't have any answer for me? I'm just really well-rounded. That's the thing. Yeah, that's mostly <laughs> it. You're probably the most healthy person. What do you think it actually is? Um, We're spent eight minutes on this part. No, I think it's joy. Okay. I do think so. Yeah. I think I think in the same way that even like as Joy is a character helping Riley like have a good day, I think you do that for the people in your life of let's see the bright side of That's the situation. Sweet. Did I do that for you? Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to hear the bright side. Yeah, sometimes You're not. Like, you know what? Not right now. <laughs> All right, so... Um... Also recorded. <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> All right, so... This is something I liked watching it, so I'm trying to go... This is And, and this is this is very on one of you, and I really like it, because I have notes, right, that I'm kind of like kind of scanned for the podcast. And um, this time around, I, th- I thought you might have some notes. You don't have anything. No, I That's mean... really cool. I think just watching the movie and talking about different aspects of it kind of sparks different portions of the movie that are interesting. So let's do this. I'm going to talk about a part that I thought was interesting, and then you talk about a part that you thought was interesting, okay. what you got from it, all right? Yeah. We'll see what we can knock out. Okay. So one of the ones I really liked is, um, I mean, it's a great scene in general, and I actually just learned is, is when they're all at dinner, when Riley's getting upset. Mm-hmm. And the mom's like, what are you doing? And the dad's not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Also, yeah. I just learned that the dad was voiced by Kyle MacLachlan. So that's really cool. Okay. You don't know who that is? No. Okay. That's um, Special Agent Dale Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn good coffee. Yeah. So uh, he uh, he is... Okay, so the dad's talking. The dad's like not paying attention. Sorry. And But the mom, I really like that the mom, all of the mom's emotions... They're mm-hmm. all working in unison. Yeah. Together. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Was that sass? I don't really like that. And of yeah. course, like they start to flare up. I think that if, I think if I'm, no, the, the dad's anger flares up. But my point is, is I'm like, it feels like to me, I feel like that's a good representation of um, different time, different things for different seasons. Yeah. And trying to understand that. Because again, if there's anything that I, I want to get from this episode, and I said this at the beginning, but it's that. All types, I think, are valid, and I think that feelings are valid, but you've mm-hmm. got to be careful what you do with it. Someone told me that years ago. That, you know, anger is not a sin; it's what you do with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, specifically talking about, there's a verse that says, "Be angry and sin not" in the Bible, and that's the whole thing. It's like, and you can, you're going to be angry. You can't not be angry. Um, but I really like that the mom's board all works together. Uh, yeah, as a team. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So hit me. What's something for your, from your side? Um, for me, one thing that stands out that's really cool that also relates to um, the board is how you see it evolve over time with Riley, which I think... Oh, they get a new board at the end, right? Well, also, yes, they do. But also in the beginning, when she's just a baby, there's only one button. Oh. And so either she's laughing or she's crying because you only see joy and sadness there touching the one button. And oh. if you've ever been around a newborn, that does seem to be accurate. That's only one thing is going on at a time. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, the idea of 
what we were talking about of you, like the prefrontal cortex not being fully developed. There's only like so much you, you can You want to explain handle. what the prefrontal cortex does for a second? Yeah. Um, so to sum it up, it like essentially is like helps with um, decision making. Um, and it also channels what is going on in your brain like from moment to moment. So kind of when you're thinking about this movie where headquarters is located would be this area where all of the thoughts and decisions are being made. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Even the fact that memories loop into headquarters kind of relates to how the brain works because your memories pass through the prefrontal cortex before they're decided to be taken to long-term memory in your real brain. Um, And if they are like chosen to go back into long-term memory it was because it was a significant enough event that happened during that day or the bubblegum commercial yeah triple mint gum and make you yeah. smile which is very very good yeah because uh, i just had i actually had the mintos theme stuck in my head like two days ago and i thought and i started laughing myself because i was thinking about that scene yeah then, you know i don't know if i can sing the mintos theme without getting uh sued so i'm not gonna <laughs> do it here uh, google mintos <laughs> Google Mintos theme. Or don't, if you don't want to suck in your head yeah, for don't. literally the next 12 years. Yeah. Um, so, what's one of mine? I really liked... Um, so, this is a, a big one that's so fun. I just love it so much. Well, this is going to be like... Let's talk... Well, l- let's both talk about Bing Bong. Oh, yeah. And then I'll talk about my, my what what the part that I love so much. Because it involves Bing Bong really like low-key. Uh, yeah yeah it's just so sweet that there is this character that you can tell is made up out of a child's imagination um and is genuinely like trying to help her even yeah, at the end it's so yeah, sad yeah no, i just love really being yeah and mm-hmm. i love um i don't know why i'm forgetting the name of the actor who does his voice yeah but you can just definitely tell that he is a character a child made up of crying candy like what a dream come true for a child you know and combining all the animals that you've seen recently in that day is three different animals and the fun ones yeah but it's um richard kind is the voice he's Mm. it's so good uh which i'm just remembering now actually he did a voice in um bug's life but the the part i was talking about actually is when they get (laughs) there's this really fun part i really like where he knocks all these boxes over. And they're like, all these facts and all these opinions are getting mixed up. And he's like, oh, okay, that's fine. These get mixed up all the time. And he just puts them in whatever box. Right. And I love that. Yeah. Because that happens all the time. Yeah. And back to the Enneagram piece, I think it's really important to make sure you get out of your own self. Um, mm-hmm. Especially this is, I mean, it can happen. Let's talk specifically for ones. One of the whole calls to the one is like, be careful when you start putting yourself in that position where you're the you're super objective and you know what's true and you know what's right. Because ones can connect a lot with that objectivity. Yeah. Um, being like, this is how it is. And yeah. it might be how it is to you. And it's careful. You have to be careful with that too because there is like a definitive truth, right? There are facts. Yeah. And there are, I, I do, I personally believe in capital T truth. I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah, I do. I know you don't. But what? They don't, but they don't, they don't know you do. <laughs> no, but yeah. So so I, I believe in a definitive, I do believe in a definitive truth. I think that there are capital T truths out yeah. there so I think and there are facts but there's also just opinions and you have to be mm-hmm. really careful not to mix those things up right um, and that's a good exercise for getting out of your own type 
And again, and we've talked about this before. I, I was thinking about this just the other day because I saw some article on someone's site about why to beware of the Enneagram. And that's always kind of tricky for, for me um, because, uh, because I believe in capital T truth. So I'm like, okay, well, where does this fit into it? But I'm like, I think at the end of the day, I think that there's truth that there's certain perspectives that you have and there's certain you know brain processes that you can kind of get stuck in. And it's really good to learn to get out of them. Because if yeah. you get stuck in one way all the time, we say this a lot, but if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Right. So I know that the Enneagram has helped me. Given It's given me a key to unlock a door to, you know, <laughs> not handling every situation the same way. Yeah. You know, because it worked once when I was younger or whatever. Um, so give me another one. What's, what's one for you? So there's um, another piece that you wanted to talk about. I really like how they presented the different islands that made up Riley's personality. Yes. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, I love how they described how each of those islands got developed by showing different memories that built them. And then also how by the end of the movie they all came together to form this overlap of fluidity and personality within her plus i just love bringing up the words honesty island anytime that i bring like have to share some sort of truth with person a person in my life here's an honesty island moment coming do you say that I've said that before. That's <laughs> yes. great. It's really, it, well, actually, because that's one of the parts that breaks my heart the most is when the island starts shutting down. Yeah. Because you're just so, oh, it's so, so beautiful. It's so sad. Yeah. I'm just thinking about when she finally starts talking and she's crying. Yeah. And how, okay, so here's another one of mine that I didn't even write this one down, but I love how the feelings later, remember they're just... Ball, they're like little balls, and it's like a green ball and an orange ball and a red yeah. ball or whatever. Orange isn't one of them, but you know what I mean. Green, mm-hmm. purple, whatever. And they start to be. This one's mixed, and it's green and blue. Yeah. And this one's mixed, and it's you know, red and green. Yeah. And this one mixed, and it's blue and yellow. And I like. I I really love that. I love that it's like this is it's the whole idea of like bittersweet and mm-hmm. that being an actual concept. Yeah. You know what I mean. And even the big the the whole key that you know unlocks the door in this film is the memory of her losing the game right and her crying yeah in the tree and then her parents like took her out and like we love you and it's great and it turned into a happy memory yeah but it took that you have to go through the sadness to get there right. you can't just overlook it and that's a good um there's a lot of lessons for a lot of types here because if you're a type one right Right. You might try to skip past the sadness. There's not time for it. Same thing for type three. Yeah. Uh, this might happen for type seven. Joy. Yeah. Um, that's, even that's her whole thing. She's like, you need to stop. We just need her to be happy. And if she's yeah. happy, then we're fine. We're staying inside the circle. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and then there's, but it, and the opposite's true. You can't yeah. be sad forever. Yeah. That's not, you know, conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You have to, you know, it takes, it takes a blend. Right. It takes all feelings. And, and, and anything overly done is an issue. <laughs> right. Um, I really love seeing in this movie how they showed that change is difficult yeah. with Riley's life. Because, I mean, obviously moving as a kid can be a really challenging thing. But I think just the idea of change in general and how much 
chaos that can throw into your life, especially if, as Riley was, trying to meet someone else's expectations for her that weren't necessarily meant to be there. Right. Um, So I thought it was just a really cool message overall. Yeah. I love that. That's very good. I think that I'm, I'm, I think that feels like I'm, we've talked about most of them for me. Do you have another one? Not particularly. There are like a lot of, (laughs) um, you know, just fun little things that they threw in there of the train of thought. Oh, that's right. Deconstructing ideas. Well, it's just, Um, it's, it's. The DreamWorks, the, is it DreamWorks? Is the dream production? DreamWorks is a. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, because it's DreamWorks is a real production yeah. company, um, or movie studio. But yeah, there's what was it? The uh, what was it in this one? I'm not remembering that. I'm not remembering it either. No. Okay. Well. But the production studio <laughs> for her dreams. I guess that's was it fun. for us. We've run out. No, I'm like to 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 kind of you know wrap the movie portion of it up. I like it that it's smart enough for adults, but it's still colorful and vibrant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Uh, you know the animation how, is it's great interesting yeah, in the way right. that it even presents the ideas through the style oh it's great yeah and how hard is it to put feelings into words and that's what Pixar Pixar has done a really good job with you know what I mean right. and they've done it here um, in a really interesting and fun way and it's a legitimately good film like it's it's a good movie and it's good because it's, you know, the overarching theme of the story, and this one particularly, this emotion that it's talking about is, you know, if you don't let yourself be happy, and you don't let yourself be sad, and you try to work it all out, you know, if you then you're trying to work it out through all these other ways, and re- respectively, right? Like, if you tend to be a person who's really happy, if you tend to be a type who really is more carefree and doesn't like to, like, address problems, and likes to kind of just, like, go with the flow until, you know... Um, or tries to push him down or whatever. If you don't, if you don't acknowledge that sadness, then it's it's it, if you don't work on it, it's good. It's going to work on you, right. um, those feelings. And again, if you live there, if you just live, you know, always looking on the you know, the the dark side, you know, then that's, I mean, what's the quality of life there? So it's a balance, and it takes yeah. all feelings, and it takes all types. Yeah. Right. Yes. Do you have anything else that you want to say here? I don't think so. Do you want to plug your new book? Oh, yeah. What's it called? I don't actually have a new book. <laughs> oh, you did really good with that improv there, babe. Thanks. <laughs> yes, and. Yeah. <laughs> you got to the yes part. <laughs> you didn't get to, you didn't follow through with the and. Yeah. I, um, I didn't want people Googling too quickly there mm-hmm. for something that didn't exist. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to rope me back into an improv, and I was ready to go with you. <laughs> like, I didn't want them to Google my new book. <laughs> That I, I didn't write because I didn't write a book. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you. I'm glad to be your friend. And then some. And uh, Same. Yeah. I, uh, for those of you who are listening, you know I mean, this is, again, I, want, I really wanted this to be kind of a segue um, and kind of a, uh, it's good for us, it's good for me to sit and, and, and do this episode and really think about what the Enneagram is and how it... Um, you know, how each type really is important. And specifically after having just done the feeling triad, really talking about where feelings go and how feelings, you know, how they can be different, uh, yeah. the way that someone processes them and, and how, you know, it's it's all valid, but anything done to excess is a problem. 
And so we're going to be moving forward after this episode into the... Head types. That's right. And I'm really excited for that. Um, So type five is going to be in our next episode. And uh, we look forward to to seeing you there. I don't have anything else. So so bye. You want to say bye to the people? Bye. See ya.